0: We began this morning a message entitled, Running with Perseverance. I want to talk a little bit about perseverance. To persevere, basically, is to keep going in spite of the challenges that you face, enduring as you move toward an end somewhere. I like what Henry Ward Beecher said, the difference between perseverance and obstinacy is that one comes from a strong will and the other comes from a strong want. Perseverance comes from a strong will. It's not just stubbornness, but it kind of similar to stubbornness. This is my definition. If you want to know my definition of perseverance, perseverance is stubbornness towards a positive end. It is an unrelenting will to keep moving toward a goal despite the obstacles that are in the way. That's what perseverance is, and we want to consider that this morning because perseverance is part of our Christian lives. The Bible talks about it in many, many places. I'd like to call your attention to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to open them with me. Hebrews, chapter 12. We're going to look at the first three verses. We'll actually be coming back to this over the course of the next couple of weeks as we continue this series of messages. Hebrews, chapter 12. We'll look at verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... and lose heart heavenly father we ask that you would open our hearts and minds that you would open our lives to receive this word so that we might be changed by it in Jesus name, amen please don't raise your hands but have you ever started a diet and then the first time you got really hungry you quit have you ever started an exercise program and then that first morning that uh, the weather wasn't just right or your muscles ached a little bit or you just wanted to sleep a little bit longer, you quit. Or have you ever started a home improvement project? Kind of got about halfway through and then lost interest and quit? Well, just in case you're wondering, those things aren't perseverance. In fact, they're the opposite of perseverance. Perseverance is keeping on, keeping on, Even when things get difficult, in spite of the hardships, this morning I want to give you a physical example of keeping on, keeping on, of perseverance in spite of the hardships. It will actually come from the gentleman that I asked to serve alongside me as Yoke Fellow, Brock
1: Miller, who just had his second triathlon
0: yesterday
1: told my friend of mine I was going to be speaking in front of you, and he said he may have to treat it like the Oscars and play the music if I talk too much. So <laughs> by all means, please do. I have always struggled with weight since, I can't remember. I remember being in the lunchroom when I was a kid, and I'd be the one who would have the peanut butter, peanut butter sandwich and the banana, and I'd be trading it for the Chips Ahoy, the whole darn lunch for one Chips Ahoy. Um, but I always struggled. Um, just... I would go on diets, you know, I made New Year's resolutions every year, it didn't work. I turned 40, said I'll do this, it didn't work. And seven months ago, um, the I guess your left, my right, ugh, picture, that was a Talladega motor speedway. Um, so evidently I wasn't in church that day, so I apologize. <laughs> um, but um, a friend of mine who I coached wrestling with at Clark Central High School, him and I kind of made a pack. He had been running 5Ks, 10Ks, running triathlons, um, really in shape, real active guy. Um, I was not. Um, I began to start thinking about my health, um, watching people whose whose lives were lost because of obesity, and I decided on November 1st, the first day of wrestling practice, I was going to start running. Um, The first day of practice, we run with a team, which is embarrassing enough, um, but I ran six minutes. I felt like my heart was going to punch out of my chest. It was fluttering in such a way where I looked at my friend with love in my eyes, and I said, if you do not know CPR, I'm going to kill you now. Well, we kept running. We kept running, we kept running, we kept running. And, you know, it it takes a lot of encouragement from friends and family to do something like this. Um, And it doesn't matter if it's weight or if it's whatever obstacles in front of you. Jeremiah six twenty one says, "Therefore, this is what the Lord says: I will put obstacles before this people. Parents and children alike will stumble over them. Neighbors and friends will perish." That's tough. I'll be honest with it. Was for my family, um, my buddy who I coach with, and my wrestling team. I don't think I'd be here. Um, I remember one day of practice, and this short story. And we we're running. We do like they do a twenty five minute run. It took me like a month and a half to get where I can get close to that. Where I'd stumble for twenty five minutes. And all of a sudden, I was taking off, and I was feeling pretty good. And I passed our 140-pounder, and he – I never forget the look as I went by him. And, of course, it's wrestling, so we get away a little bit more than what a lot of coaches do. But as I went by him, I kind of tapped him on the back of the head in a loving sort of way. And um, and I remember him saying – I can't really say the words in in here, but it was something like, heck no. And all of a sudden, he took off, and the rest of the team took off. And – this last year with this team that we didn't think was going to do too well, um, we ended up being top three in the area, top 15 in the state, with a bunch of kids that were only sophomores. So needless to say, we're kind of excited about last this the upcoming year. Excuse me, I shouldn't I should know mannerism. I teach every day, but I'm a little nervous talking in front of you. You know, you all clap for us, Yokes fellows, but if it wasn't for you people, I wouldn't be standing here. So, you know, I should be clapping for you. I didn't run a try yesterday. I, I trust me that after my first try, I do not look this clean nor this happy. Um, I actually, I'm going to ask you, and I need a, some prayers from you. It's this upcoming Sunday, one week from today I'm running. Um, over in Madison. Uh, it was last Friday, so um, Coach Stoudemire and myself, we rode the, the bike course. Um, if you haven't ridden it before and you want to hear your hips try to shoot out the side of your body, go ride it because that's what it felt like for me and I need some prayers on that. Um, you need to support each other as much as you need to focus on your goals. Cuz you can't do it by yourself. As an athlete and as a coach, I used to live off 1 Corinthians 9:24. And it says, "You know that many runners enter a race, and only one of them wins. So run to win." In the last 7 months, My attitude towards winning and my attitude towards life has changed a little bit and I've added the 25th verse to that as something I write on my hats and write on my books at school and again it says you know that many runners enter a race and only one of them wins the prize so run to win. Athletes work hard to win a crown that cannot last but we do it for a crown that will last forever. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Brock. The reason I wanted him to come and share is because he is an example, a physical example for us of perseverance. It was never easy for him. And yet you saw the difference that having a goal, having support, and not quitting has made in his life. And so we celebrate that. That's a great thing. As believers, we want to translate this and learn from his experience and the experience of others that we know and try to apply it to our lives in a spiritual sense. And so you've you've seen this image a couple of times. This is our image of a road map to becoming. And what you see on there is our theme, our vision of believe, belong, become. And all along, you've got some road signs and and, and we kind of show crawling and, and walking and running. And then there are things that are going to be involved in that. This is meant to depict in a visual way the Christian life, the Christian race, the spiritual journey that you and I are on. Once we begin our faith journey, we're called to persevere. Not to set a lawn chair up on the side of the road and kick back. Not to quit. Not to be content at just to hang around the starting line with all our buddies. We're called to persevere, to keep moving. It's true whether you're crawling or walking or, or running along the way. We're constantly moving forward. And in the process, we're growing more mature spiritually. And maturity is God's desire for you. The Bible says to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's so many places the Bible encourages us to grow, to progress, to mature We're called on. This is God's desire for us. And as you grow, it's really neat. You become more like Jesus. It's like as you get closer to the finish line, you look much more like the one who's waiting for you at the finish line. We become to be more like Jesus in our attitudes and in our actions. Maturity is, is God's desire, but it's also a process. It's not something that happens immediately. Brock didn't wake up one morning and say, hey, I think I'll run a triathlon, lace his shoes up and go. It was a process to get where he was able to do that. The Apostle Paul tells us in Philippians 3 that it's a matter of pressing on, of straining toward the goal. Now, the call to persevere didn't come just from me. I didn't sit in my study and say, okay, what do I think people need to hear? No. No. The call to persevere comes straight from the mouth of God himself. But I want to help. And there are lots of other people who'd like to help. So this morning, as we consider this call to persevere, then I want to share with you four benefits to persevering. There are at least four benefits to persevering, to keep on keeping on in the Christian life. The first benefit is persevering makes us stronger. Keeping on makes us stronger. In James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4, we read these verses. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Perseverance. Keep it on. If we never had challenges in our lives... If we never had obstacles, if we never had the temptation to call it quits, how will we mature? Look at the lives of little children. They mature by facing challenges. That's why when they fall down after those attempts at walking, we pick them back up and let them start again. Some of the schools are in the midst of exams right now. I know you don't like exams, but guess what? They're there to help you in the maturing process. In a week, we're going to take Jackie to the airport to fly to Spain, where she will be immersed in the culture in Madrid and have to speak Spanish. Now, let me ask you, would you want that experience, knowing that you're going to be having to go, having to communicate in Spanish, having not had any Spanish tests, not had any courses? No, you wouldn't want that. And so she had it in high school. She had it in college. And now she is far more able to go and to interact and be in that culture. She's more mature in her ability to speak Spanish. It's true in every aspect of life. It's true in our spiritual lives. It is those challenges. We love to be up on the mountaintop, right? We love to have those mountaintop experiences. But you know where the growth happens? In the valleys. As we face the hardships, the challenges, the obstacles, it is there that we grow and mature and become stronger in our faith. And so persevering makes us stronger. Secondly, persevering, well, it enables us to help others. Because we have persevered, it enables us... To help someone else. Second Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 3 through 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of compassion. and the Lord And the God of all comfort. Who comforts us in all our troubles. So that we can comfort those in any trouble. With the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives. So also through Christ our comfort overflows. So we grow. We mature. We face our obstacles and we persevere through them. It's not only for our benefit. It's for the benefit of others. People, we can come alongside them and help them. We can, hey, I've, I've been through something like that. I've experienced something like that. And this is how God got me through it. It enables us to comfort others and instruct others and encourage others. Our lives, in fact, become examples for other people. They begin to look at us as some kind of a model for their lives. Now, I know that's a little frightening. I think it was frightening for the Apostle Paul because he wrote to the church in Corinth, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Don't just follow me. Don't just look at my life. But as you see Christ in me, as you see the the attitudes and the actions of Jesus Christ, follow that. We are able to help others. And that's one of the great blessings that I've seen in the life of this church is I've seen you come alongside other people whose faith may be a little more tender, and a little more young, who may be going through a particular issue in their lives that is a real challenge to them. You come along, put your arm around them, and help them through that difficulty. That is one of the benefits and the blessings of persevering. It enables you to help others. There's a third benefit, and that is persevering validates our faith. In James chapter 1, we read these words, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that has been promised to those who love him. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. In other words, obedience flows out of love. Love doesn't flow out of obedience. It's what was in the heart that produced the outward actions. In the same way, we don't earn the crown of life because we have worked for it and we deserve it. It's the wages for our lives. Perseverance ties into that. Keep it on, keeping on ties into that, but that grows out of the fact that we have the crown of life, that we have a faith. Our faith then produces perseverance, but our perseverance proves our faith. The two go hand in hand. By persevering, we don't earn salvation. But by persevering, we show that we're saved. We have a world of people whose eyes are intently focused on us looking at how we run this race called the Christian life. And when we run well, when we persevere, it proves that we belong to Him. It proves that the crown of life is ours. Our perseverance validates or proves our faith. And we have a world that needs to see people who are running with perseverance. The fourth benefit of persevering is this. Persevering brings honor from God. It not only honors God, it brings honor from God. Let me share a couple of portions of Scripture with you. From Second Timothy chapter 4, Paul says, I've fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who've longed for His appearing And then in Matthew 25, Jesus said, here's our reward. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's joy. Life, life can be hard. The race can be long and arduous. You will stumble. You will fall. You will know moments of sheer exhilaration. And hours of sheer exhaustion. There will be days when you'll want to quit. You'll wonder whether it's worth it. You'll look around and you'll see that the, the wicked are prospering. And the righteous are suffering. And there may even be times where you doubt your own faith. It is in these times that we're called to persevere. To keep on. To stubbornly move in a positive direction. It is in these times that perseverance is essential, that you refuse to give up and you refuse to give in, and you take that next step toward the goal. I want you to hear again. I want you to hear again with the writer of Hebrews what his call to us is. We read it a little earlier. Here it is again. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders And the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. The author, the perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men. So that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You will have doubts. You will have detractors, people who say you can't do it. and You'll have distractions. Distractions, both the sin that entangles, but also those other things in your lives that aren't necessarily bad, but just try to get you off course. You'll have these things, but keep running. Keep moving forward. Don't quit. Because you know that persevering, And some of you are enduring quite a bit right now in your lives. But persevering will make you stronger and more mature spiritually. Keep moving. Because persevering is going to help you to at some point come alongside someone else and encourage them. Keep moving. Because persevering will show the world that your faith is real. That it's more than just talk. Keep moving, because persevering will ultimately allow you to hear the words of God. Well done. Well done. Come and enter into my joy.